Yo, yo. <laughs> on? Welcome to the Put On Podcast. I am co-host Cal, and we've got my guy Derek here. What's going on, D? How are you? What's up, bro? I was actually just talking to our producer, Zach, before we started recording, just on like the way that people change their voice when they're doing like a podcast or radio, start having that radio voice. But I don't know. That was just something right off the top that I was thinking about. Why? You think I got a radio voice? Is that what you're saying? No, I I just, I want to keep it natural, like me personally and, uh, and, and not just like turn into, you know, Casey Kasem, like the traditional, (laughs) the traditional radio guy. (laughs) I got you. I got you. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, I love the logo behind you. First of all, I just want to say that. Yeah, um, let, me, let me show everybody watching at home. Pretty why cool, don't, right? Why, why don't we dive into, you know, the inspo and a little bit of the premise of, you know, what the put on pot is? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think like to take this step back, um, you know, you and I, we met – um, we've met through Vayner, which is where we work. Um, you're on the Vayner sports pass side of things, right? Doing the yeah. NFT project and involved in the sports, uh, biz that's going on there and the, in the whole web three world. And I am at uh 1:37 PM, the creative director, but we met in Vayner sports pass. And, um, and I think it's, it's funny because you know, you're a young guy, you're, you're 21 years old, right? Yeah. And, uh, you're single guy, you're in Alberta, Canada, right? Uh, just yeah. coming up young prodigy. And I am the washed up, uh, married okay. with kids, veteran, uh, almost 40 years old, pushing, pushing close to 40. But, um, I think, you know, you and I hit it off right away when we met, um, I don't even, I guess it was like close to a year now, year ago yeah. or so, maybe less, um, just on putting each other onto things, personal development, improving our lives. And we realized like, we both love to read. We both love music, sports. Um, but you know, just doing things to improve our lives and, um, enjoy our lives. Right. Uh, whether it be on mental health things, um, learning. And I think we're both big, big learners. And so we thought, let's do a podcast where we can put each other onto things and, and put other people onto things and share those ideas with the world. Yeah, no, I think you nailed it. Um, and I, I do, I do remember, you know, the first time you and I spoke on zoom, whatever, nine, 10 months ago. And, um, obviously, you know, being in the NFT space and Web3, things are moving 100 miles an hour. And I remember you coming in and just kind of being like, oh, what's this? What's that? And the first thing I noticed about you is, holy shit, this motherfucker's curious. Like, he's got a million questions. And Super so curious. so I really, um, you know, I, t- I took a liking to that, obviously. And, um, and here we are. So, yeah, I mean, what's... How we talked what a few weeks ago? I was in New York, kind of checking it out at Christmas time. Um, how was the holidays? What what'd you get up to? The holidays were a great time. Obviously, like a lot of people, a time to reflect. Right? I had a really kind of unique holiday in that um, I have a wife and two kids, and a lot of New Yorkers, you know, um, 
during the holiday break, like to go down to Florida and get into some warm weather. Oh, that's the My classic. Wife, yeah, that's like, kind of like that's kind of like, uh, especially I, you know, I'm from Long Island, and it's like a, a mass exodus over the uh, you know the the Christmas break where people just go down to Florida and just get out of the cold. I didn't go down to Florida. My wife actually took my kids um, to her in-laws who have a place down there and left me at home and I had a staycation and yo, it was, it was, it was crazy. I mean, I don't even know, like crazy. I'm saying crazy. And like, you would think like, Oh, crazy. Like he partied. No, it was crazy. Just waking up in the morning, complete silence in my house and no responsibilities. And, um, I would drink coffee. I would, I read a bunch of books. I went for long walks. I watched a lot of good documentaries and shows and, uh, it was, it was re-energizing and, uh, but you know, halfway through, I started to miss my, my family. Um, but it was like seeing almost what it was like, what it's like to be single again in some ways, you know, and, and. I, I felt as though maybe like I could relate to you, Cal, like a little bit just from being home. But, but what about you, bro? Things, eh? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, good, uh, good break for sure. It got it got super cold out here in Canada, so there was a decent amount of staying inside. But um, no, I spent a, de- a few days on the ski hill, um, went with some friends, had some my godparents show up who I haven't seen in probably twenty years. Um, so chilled with their family and then, yeah, other than the the skiing in the mountains, um, to your point, like I, I find that, you know, the holiday period is such a, uh, a weird time because you've got, you know, people who are bang, I I got all these new things I want to do in the new year. And you got people who have been doing that since December 24th. And it's just like this period of some people are super chilling. Some people want to go and do stuff. Some people just want to party. Um, and so, yeah, I found myself being able to actually relax for the first time in the whole fucking year, honestly. Um, so it was nice to just chill out for the last couple of weeks and, uh, like to your point, read documentaries, just be able to do things that like you actually want to do. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I've been up to. That's great. I, it is such a weird thing where like you're working so hard, especially towards the end of the year. And then a lot of people take their foot off the gas, but even during the break, I know, yeah, I really had to almost like re kind of wire my brain where it's like, okay, yeah. I want to, I want to do this. I want to do that. And then I kept having to remind myself, like, just don't do anything. Like just chill. Like, especially you're never like, I never get time away from my kids and my wife um, where it's just me by myself. And I made this joke to a lot of friends where like, I'd be waking up and it felt like, you know, I'm like, uh, like in the mountains of Nepal, like, you know, like a, like a monk, like just complete silence and just, I could hear the birds chirping, but you know, I really, um, took that time to just unplug in a big way. And, and then you come back from the break and it always feels like it's not enough time. And, and then you're right back into that mode. And, um, you know, I think a big thing that's been on my mind is just, I don't make like new year's resolutions necessarily, but I'm definitely one of the, those guys that I go into a new year and I'm like, how do I reset? Like, how do I focus on the things that matter um, or the things that 
yeah, that I care about and not get bogged down in those daily kind of like responsibilities, those daily tasks that just can consume your time. Um, and so I, I don't know. I, I, I feel as though I'm like a new person, but really all I did was take a week off, you know? I, I, I think we talked about it though, right? I think that the just with the amount of time everyone has around the New Year's and, and this time of year, it's great for self-reflection. So us both having time to ourselves, we had a lot of time to think and reflect on the year, reflect on, you know, what's going well, what isn't. And I think that obviously being curious people and being very self-aware, um, at, at least for myself, like I want to find balance in things more. Like the key word for me going into 2023 is balance. And I just think that like obviously life is about balance, whether that be work, you know, work, home, life or wh- whatever it is. So that that was kind of my key word going into 2023 and my self-reflection, because I feel like, again, you get so bogged down with things that maybe your health drops, which is what happened or like. So that's 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 where I'm at balance. I do think we should get into it right now. I agree. Yeah, the purpose I, uh, of this the purpose of this pod, my word for this year is purpose, you know? And okay. um actually Balance responded. Those are good words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause like I just want to do everything with purpose. But purpose of this pod is we're gonna put each other onto some stuff. So I feel like let's just jump right into it. Um, first topic. Give it to me. So hit me with an idea that you've had over the past couple of weeks. Okay. Can I give you two ide- two ideas? The more the merrier. <laughs> Here's the first idea. Okay. My first idea is where do I get all my ideas? Okay. I get all my best ideas. Where do you think? I'm actually going to ask you this question. Where do you think I get all my best ideas? I feel like you're either like a shower guy or a sitting on the couch, like late as fuck and just chilling. Kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my best ideas are in the shower. You had it. You had, oh, it, I had the it first time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So my problem with sh- my shower ideas is I have so many ideas in the shower. Like you can't all write my them best. Down? Yeah. I can't write them down. And so it's, I'm always thinking like, and again, with these ideas, they're always half baked. I'm not actually going to, most of them I'm not going to go through with, but like what I would love is some a uh, waterproof whiteboard thing that I can write down my shower ideas and notes. Just need something that's conducive to, to a shower. I don't, yeah, probably yeah. like, I don't know if like a marker or recorder, um, something where I could get my ideas down because what I tend to do is come up with all these ideas and then I scramble mode when I get out of the shower, grab my phone, I'm dripping wet, like trying to get it down in my notes. Um, yeah. So that's, that's one idea I have. And here's my second idea. And maybe it's kind of been done in some ways, but I was thinking about like shared office space, like WeWorks, right? Yeah. And I haven't been to a gym like in a while. And I was thinking like, I wish there was a, like an off shared office space where it was like office space in the middle is like the locker room on the other side is like the gym. And, and I was thinking about WeWork. I came up with a name. It's called We Work Out. I've trademarked that. No, I haven't trademarked the name, but just and like I know like Equinox like does that sort of thing yeah, yeah, yeah. in some way. But this is 
this is like a franchise in my mind that's like specific to half work, half working out. That's the okay. idea. I like it. I like it. That's interesting. I I think that like that's a drastic jump from a, a waterproof whiteboard to that, and I, I love it. Um, yeah, yeah. What's your for, idea? For me, like as you as you talk about where your ideas come from, I, I was thinking about it too. I have the same problem, just not with what what when I think of my ideas, it's mostly like when I'm falling asleep. So I have like 10 different ideas of falling asleep and I don't want to like get up and like get my phone and start typing them out because I'm trying to sleep. But so then I'm like trying to remember all night, like, oh yeah, I remember that one thing I was thinking about, like, let me fill it in the morning. But so I have the same problem. I don't know how I would combat that to do. But so my idea is around, uh, I have a lot of peers who have been solo traveling and, and um, just like even myself, like when I'm on work travel, I, what what I was thinking about was like, I, I enjoy like eating meals by myself and I really enjoy like, you know, the culinary experience, all that stuff, but it would be nice to like have an app. I want to like develop an app where individuals, other professionals, other people, your age, not your age, whoever is in whatever city. So it's, it's geo location based and I'm able to, you know, see people's profiles and, and kind of like, tinder but not at all in the sense that like i just want to have a good conversation man like so uh-huh. me, me and johnny he's like a lawyer young lawyer works at wherever and he's interested in sports as well whatever he he likes italian food bang johnny and i go connect like it kind of like like the professional connections um okay. girl guy i don't care but i'm saying like this is for people who are again either like solo traveling for work, solo traveling for pleasure, um, just to be able to meet new people and enjoy, you know, a dinner or whatever that is. Cause I feel like, you know, it, it can't be too intimate. I feel like a dinner is like the right spot to connect and, and talk to someone. And I just think that like, again, we have so much value to learn from people across the world that I think that that something like this could be interesting again, half baked, but that's so basically idea. like what I'm getting from you is almost like something that is in between a LinkedIn and like a, like a, a Tinder, because it's not like, yeah. you're not like dating, but oh, you want to yeah. go and, but you don't want to meet somebody on like a professional level. It's more so like just to have conversations with and, and like, and like what it, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to wrap <laughs> my head around it. Yeah, just just uh, I guess just to conversate with them to meet someone new who's in that city as well. I I don't know. Uh huh. That's cool. Okay, I could get down with that. I'm gonna throw one last idea at you. This one's totally half baked. Okay, um, I got my haircut yesterday. Um, and I was thinking like, I wish there was some machine that I could put my head in where like I get a good haircut, right? That the next time I go back. It just, it's almost like, you know how those like, sometimes like the old ladies, they have those things they put over their head. I don't even know what the, what's going on there with their hair. Like they're getting their hair done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I get a good haircut, I wish I could just go back and they put that thing on my head and it's just like okay. some computer AI generated thing and it just gives me the same haircut. So I, I don't have to start from square one every single time, you know, like in the future. Maybe yeah. it's gonna put a lot of a lot of barbers out of work, but I just wish I could replicate a good haircut. Like 
it's so hit or miss, I feel. No, I'm with you on that. Yeah, because hair, you know, one bad haircut and that's you're done. So yeah, you're you're done for for <laughs> what like a couple weeks. Yeah, bro. You, I, I'm a hat guy, so I can make <laughs> do. But but uh, yeah, bro. No, that's a good one. I I I, I like this idea segment, man. I, I think that uh, as we go along, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how the ideas uh, continue to evolve. But so let's sure. let's jump to the next. Um, yeah. I'm I'm gonna hit you with one. I'm gonna hit you with music. Any okay. any music that has caught your attention? I I know we talked about this a little bit, but hit me. Yeah. Um. So the music that is on repeat right now is that Metro Booming Heroes uh, and Villains album. So yes, good. Sir. Um. Crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. And, and listen, I. Just so, like, you know, I mean, I, I'm sure you already know this. I, I love all music, um, but growing up in New York just was a big hip-hop rap guy. Grew up on Jay-Z, Nas, you know, Wu-Tang, yeah, yeah. Biggie, all that stuff. Um, I had an older brother who was very, uh, who I was very heavily influenced by, and he was always into rap music. And then my musical taste kind of expanded, but as I got older, I always loved rap music. And then, um, I fell in love with like Atlanta rap in the last, whatever, 10 years. And yeah. so when I think it was, I don't know if it was dirty Sprite or one of the future albums where I got introduced kind of to like Metro. Um, and I just remember thinking this guy is incredible as a producer. And then over the last couple of years, like with 21 Savage and a couple other of these artists, um, Migos that, that he's worked with, um, I just, I think he's one of the top producers. And then this album is just next level. It's like, uh, it's really like, it sounds like the soundtrack for, for, for Joker, you know, like it sound like every song is just so, uh, like cinematic in a way. And then man, the Crazy. songs with Don, Don Tolliver, oh man. I, what's your, it's just, what's your favorite beat? My, what's my favorite beat? I think that, that, um, I love how like the switch up just from that first, like uh, the John Legend song into the future song, but the, the too many nights with Don Tolliver, I am nice. like, yeah, I can listen to that song over and over right now. Incredible. I got you. What about you? What about you? I know it's, you, you, I know you love this Ni album too. Niagara Falls. Yeah. Yeah. That one, bro. Just the Wait, who's, who's on Niagara Falls again. Remind me. I want to say oh, that's 21. a trap 21 and Travis, right? I believe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bro. They, every song I was, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I, I was There's driving and I was just like, this is crazy. I, I didn't realize, I didn't even realize he dropped a new album until like the day after Christmas day. And I was like, Oh, like I gotta give this a listen. And then listen to the whole thing. And there wasn't like, you know, when you listen to an album for the first time and you're like, ah, that's okay. That's okay. Banger. Ah, that shit. Banger. This was like, oh, that fucking banger. Oh, bang. I, I I couldn't find one that was like, oh. No skips. No, no. Which is, I, I don't remember the last album. What There was no skips. I, I, transparently. Do you? I what? No, I, I mean, like, look, I I thought that the, the Drake and 21 album was great. Um, That was like probably the, the one before that that I thought was like the last really great rap album I've listened to. I think a lot of times when you have these compilation albums where it's like, 
you know, he's got future. He's got 21. He's got yeah, young he's- thug. He's got Don Tolliver, Travis Scott, like star studded. A lot of times it doesn't feel like cohesive in a way. Um, so it's just such a credit to this guy as like a musical genius, like his beats, his, his whole style. But I was just blown away by how good it was. And, um, that's the thing I've been listening to a lot. So I want to do a quick segue to, to, and, and like really switch it up and go a book. What is a book that you're reading and what are any takeaways from that book? Um, cause I know I have one that I've been wanting to tell you about myself. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like, um, about nine years late on this one, but uh, the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss always yeah. been one that's on my list. And I've kind of, you know, always skimmed over it. Cause I listened to Tim Ferriss pods and just felt like, Oh, you know, I, I know his MO. Um, but yeah, so I kind of read that over the break and man, my, I mean, I have a few takeaways, but I think like the, the biggest thing for me was just him preaching be, because it hit close to home in one of our like very first pilots, me and you talked about this, but was the fact that like, you know, the, the, the system pushes you to go to college. And when you come out of high school and you potentially don't know what you want to do, you're just like, Oh, let me go, you know, into science or let me go into arts or let me, whatever. But you just, you go, you pay that money, you, you do that degree and, it's probably not providing you the most value, especially if you don't know what you want to do at that specific time. And so like him preaching, like, you know, like that he found that travel is super valuable and, and, and that you can, you know, spend a lot less time doing hard work and doing like what you don't want to be doing and a lot more time focusing your energy on things that like you want to be doing for him. That was travel and, and finding ways to, you know, make money on the go i just think that again with the internet with the opportunities that he kind of portrays in the book it just it's inspiring man it's inspiring to see that like you 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 can do things that you once couldn't now because of the opportunities that a the internet provides us and b our mindset provides us like it's it's i think that the book helped me see the world in a different way in the sense that like yeah, it's not all about the nine to five. Like you can do other things and you can experience other perspectives. And for me, it's, yeah, I, I, I want a simple life. So I think that like, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And I think it was a good read and I'm going to keep, you know, I, I take notes. So I'm going to kind of keep diving back in and, and using it when I can, but definitely, definitely a great read for anyone who has, and I recommend it. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm sure you could relate to the whole travel tip just like based on your childhood of moving, you know, kind of like from place to place and experiencing all the things and in, in different locations. Definitely. Um, you know, somebody at, uh, or there was a question that was asked on the 137 p.m. Twitter handle the other day, like tag somebody that inspired you. And I tagged Tim Ferriss because, as you know, I've always been like a huge fan of his. Um, and I remember reading that book myself, you know, it must have been years ago at this point. And anybody that comes through with like a revolutionary idea, especially one where it's like, just because the world has operated in this one way for years, right? Of like nine to five, like, you know, you 
you have to put in hours and grind and, and do all these things. And then somebody comes along and is like, actually, <laughs> you don't. You don't necessarily need to stick to that script. Like there's another way to do it. And I mean, man, first off as a title, that's an eye catching title, right? Like somebody, especially somebody that wants that balance in their life or just definitely doesn't subscribe to the whole, like kill yourself just for your work. Just, you know, like, and, and wanting to be able to experience uh, the joys of life outside of work. But yeah, I, I remember reading that and being, you know, my eyes were opened and just feeling like he's right. Like you, like you need somebody to sometimes have that revolutionary thought and put that out into the world. Right. And, um, it's a great book. My book that I am finished, uh, I'm just finishing with is, um, is uh, about Genghis Khan. It's called Genghis Khan and the Making of the Modern World. It was written by uh, Jack Weatherford. And the way I kind of like source books is if I see enough people that I respect, like mention a book that I haven't read at a certain point, I'm just like, okay, I'm hearing it from a couple of different people. Like I got to check it out. I'm starting to get curious about it. And my only kind of thoughts around Genghis Khan were just from, I don't even, this is probably before your time, but um, the movie, uh, what was it called? Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Have you ever seen that movie? Don't believe I have, no. Oh, wow. What a classic. Keanu Reeves, like first movie, like breakout movie, comedy, hilarious. I actually wish I could go back and, and see it. But the premise basically being that they get some like time machine and they go back and they like, meet all of these people throughout history. And I think it's for like a, a, a class assignment, like that they have to write a report or do something like that. And so at one point they like go back to Mongolia and they see Genghis Khan and like, he's portrayed in this way as being like almost like, you know, like this barbarian who's just like, uh, yeah. you know, like a savage who's just like, you know, women and food and just like excess. Yeah. And, and then I read this book and it's, it's just, wow it's my my takeaway first off is this guy's probably arguably top five most influential people in the history of the world okay um from a like conquering of worlds you know or, or like of of different places like he conquered all of asia all of the middle east parts of europe and he did it in this way that was so like calculated and strategic like he's the like he's the popovich of 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 uh of war you know or like the pep of war and and but then the 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 part that was really the most interesting was like turns out he's one of the most progressive thinkers of his time and so he was very much about diplomacy um very much about foreign relations international trade like a founding father of of international trade, a founding father of religious freedom. So his empire, he would take conquer all these places. And there were Christians, there were uh, Buddhists, there were there were uh, Catholics, there were Jews, there were every single religion at a time when like, that was not the case in most places, right. But like, what I loved is that basically, he would go to war and it was never he would never provoke war. Like it would always be 
he would send an envoy and he would just be like, I want to have, you know, I want to be able to have trade and like the silk route is like uh, yeah. very critical to, to that whole time period. And then what would happen is he would, he would send an envoy of like ambassadors to a Sultan or a czar or some King at the time or a Pope. They would basically kill all of his envoy and he would just because they would be like okay we don't want to go to war like we want to have like diplomatic relations they would kill all those people and he would then he would just be like, all right so then we're going to go to war and then his war strategy was like incredible he would do all of these different things that honestly reminded me a lot of sports you know like he would send a first wave like tactics yeah like he'd send this first wave to like surprise attack people then they they then he would like retreat and everybody be like oh like maybe we're okay then like he would send another wave and then they would come after him and or his like um you know like warriors his his fighters they would retreat back and then once they were all stretched out his second wave would come in and they would come from the sides and they would and they would they would also absorb all of like the technology and the weapons and and like so once they would conquer a, a country like that he was so smart about like let's get all the scholars let's get all the engineers yeah and then he would give and then he would he would literally take them in and make and give them rights within his like within his empire um and so i just learned so much about this guy you know and 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 it's one of those things it's so funny like every single time I read something like this. I want to talk to my wife about it. And she's just like, <laughs> she wants no part of it. She's yeah, like, yeah. I don't care. Oh, so I'm like, all right, I'll tell Cal about it. I'll tell Cal. Yeah. no, that, that's it. So what's like from what you knew about Genghis Khan before the book versus after what's your biggest like takeaway change? I, I think one thing is that it's crazy how in history, like this game of telephone where they basically realized all these scholars, cause it was a loss in history. There were, there were writings about him, but like they got lost. Everything was highly protected. There was a lot of stuff where like, um, communist Russia was very trying to like keep it all under wraps because he was very revolutionary and kind of like his, his democratic values, his liberal values. And then once they were able to all these independent, basically researchers and scientists and were able to uh, put together their notes and, and their findings and decipher all the text. You know, what they realized was the story of Genghis Khan was vastly different than everything that most people know. Right. And yeah. he would come in and obviously he would conquer like a, a Western, you know, a European nation. And what they would say is he's a savage, you know, his people are, are, you know, savages, they're barbarians, but really once that you pull back, peel back the layers, you realize that, well, it's actually, that wasn't the case. Um, and not only was that not the case, it was the complete opposite that this, this guy was a radical thinker was, you know, just so ahead of his time. And, you know, it's just one of those things where, it's eye-opening. Like I, I couldn't believe it and inspiring and, and just super educational. So, so many things, so many takeaways. It's, it's kind of hard to wrap my head around, but I've really enjoyed the book. What, what are your thoughts on the quote, history is written by the victor? Um, 
I feel like in this instance, it, it wasn't, you know, like in this instance, it, it, it really wasn't. And I don't know if it part, part of it was, it seemed like Genghis Khan didn't necessarily want the, the spotlight. Like that wasn't what he was about. He wasn't like, like a traditional, like King who, you know, like bow down to me. And there were, he had a, uh, an empire that was now very much great. a meritocracy. What's that? Versus like someone like Alex the Great. I don't, I don't know. Like candidly, I don't know as this much way. about Alexander the okay. Great. And and by the way, Alexander the Great was in <laughs> Bill Ted's Excellent Adventure, so maybe that's the next biography I read. But like in comparison to other kings at the time, where it's very much like dictatorship, yeah, like I want to be known, any yeah, yeah. like worship the king. That that it was it was much more like a meritocracy and anybody that was like a lower level person could ascend to the highest ranks just based on their on their merits um and in terms of you know there was no like nepotism within this family so you know again like to me it was it's 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 very like different than most leaders of the time if you think about like what what it was like back in the 1200s is is, is that time period. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to kind of unpack from it. I don't want to bore you with all the details. What I'd say is read it and then let's have the real book club retrospective. Cause I'd love to, I'd love to get your whole take on it. Once you, once you have. One thing I'm, I'm curious about is a memorable show or movie you've watched recently. Yeah. So, probably watched this about a week ago and the reason it's memorable is, is because the viewing experience was different so there's a show that i believe it's new it's on netflix called kaleidoscope and it's only seven episodes and the show is about these seven delinquents let's say who are going on a heist for seven billion worth of whatever it is they're stealing um okay. and so the interesting thing about the show though is that like the preview says you can watch in any order so the seven episodes are just named colors so it'll be like blue yellow green red and obviously there's a description like so it sets the timeline but so like you don't i don't watch from like episode one to seven like i went in watched like red first then bang, I went to yellow just because like it said, so I wanted to get like an interesting viewing experience. And so like, yeah, the, the thing that I found super interesting is that I watched all seven in a random order. And obviously like the last episode potentially wasn't the big heist, but it didn't matter because like they did such a good job of creating these seven episodes that like all the context that I needed was there. I kept, cur- I, it kept me curious. And like, yeah, I just thought that I had never seen that actually with the, with the show before where like you could watch in any order and, and they, you know, were promoting that. So I definitely, it's almost like, like a choose your own adventure in a way. Exactly. Like one of those books. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and the character development's good. Um, I also some of the, the like core values and morality, even though it is again, a heist show, but I thought that just, yeah, in terms of creativity, like from the director, really cool. Got it. I got Netflix 
show that I think you could appreciate just based on your on your footy football foot, f- football, football soccer background. Football. <laughs> um, I caught caught this doc over the break called "Take the Ball, Pass the Ball," um, and it's uh it's all about the Barcelona team um, from I guess it. Man, I don't even know how many years ago at this point, but it's the one. It starts out with the team that had like Thierry Henry, Eto, Messi. Would be um, like 07, 08. Yeah. And then, but it really focuses on when when Pep uh, takes over as coach. And and then it's like that team where it's like Messi, Iniesta, Xavi, Puyol, Pique. Um, and it's. It's incredible because I remember, like, I, I'm one of those guys. I know that you're you're big into the sport, right? And, like, I'm a huge sports guy myself, but I go in waves with different sports. Like, I'm a diehard Knicks guy, but when the Knicks are bad, like, it's, it's hard for me to watch, you know? Yeah. Um, with, with, with soccer, I got super into soccer. Like, I think it was um, the last summer of my last year in college – um, was the World Cup where it was in Germany, and I it just got me so into the sport. Um, and then afterwards, I started watching a lot of like English Premier League, and then um, you know La Liga. And right around then, or just thereafter, was that team. And it's there are th- those teams where it's like Bar- this Barcelona team was kind of like the Golden State Warrior, Steph Curry like heyday team, right? Where it's like just beautiful to watch and their whole, their whole strategy where they would kind of make it. So you, I mean, the, the, the show's called, uh, football's called. What's that? Do, do, are you familiar with like Pep is known for playing one way? It's like a, it's, are you, well, familiar? I learned that in the, doc, I learned it in the documentary. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, basically just, taking the ball and passing the ball right away. Right. Like kind of controlling them. Which pass. is called like, so Pep has a brand of football. Tiki Taka is the answer tiki I was looking taka. for. That's what it's called. It. They play I, Tiki Taka. Well, did they not? They you didn't know what they might have. They probably did. And it probably, it probably just went right over my head. But um, that whole thing where all of a sudden, like you have, it's like all to get three on twos and like be yeah, able to the, have like this matchup where you're, yeah, you have yeah. more people than the defenders. Right. Yeah. 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 They, yeah Cause they play Tiki Taka, which is like that they, they're, they're passing into overloads and then creating situations to your point where like, again, they're looking for three V twos, four V threes, looking to overload certain positions in the pitch. And then when they lose the ball, they press within six seconds so that like, they already have men close to the ball. So when as soon as like Messi lose the ball, five of them just fucking go try to win the ball back within six seconds. If they don't win it, then they all just drop back. Right, but, right. And, but just watching the highlights and like, first off, th- this is Messi in his prime. The highlight, the Messi highlights from back then are just out of this world. Like he is I, incredible. But but the fact like it's it, look the best teams in all sports especially especially in soccer are the ones where they're all bought into the team and like it, there's a chemistry that's just undeniable it's almost you know there's no selfishness it's just kind of like freewheeling 
And I, I can't think of another team like that in that sport where every single guy on the team was a guy. Like each guy was like monumental. Like yeah. I just remember the those guys 11. so clearly in my, yeah, the whole 11. Um, so I just loved it. I don't know. It was just, it was, it was great to watch. It's great to watch greatness. You know, it's like watching Kobe. It's like watching MJ. It's like watching Tom Brady, right? It, this team um, was just one of those teams that they'll, it'll never be replicated. And I feel like the style of play it has been obviously has been replicated after the fact because it worked so well um, during that time. And it's just, it's kind of similar. I, again, I always kind of compare it to basketball because basketball is my sport. And it's like the, the Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond team were splash brothers and like shooting threes and this whole departure from, you know, the way basketball was always played with a big man and like, yeah. and slowing it down, just kind of going small ball, um, kind of the same thing. And um, yeah, if you haven't seen it, highly recommend that. Would you just quickly, would you say that, especially after that World Cup win, Messi's the greatest athlete of all time? I'm not going to say he's the greatest athlete of all time, but I think there's a very strong case for he's the greatest. He's the greatest football player, proper football player of all time, right? Like, and then in terms of greatest athlete of all time, he's in the conversation, you know? Um, but, you know, it's – you could have that argument. It's just a matter no, of curious. what sport you're partial to, right? For sure. Why? You feel, you feel that way? He's the greatest of all time? Like I, I any mean, sport? Yeah. I, I, I don't know who we could have, a, like MJ. I don't – I think Messi – yeah, I don't know. Well, well, like, look, think about Pele, right? He's won more more World Cups, right? Like, so sure. how long? He's only won one World Cup. Yeah, but we got to look at how long his career was, how many Ballon d'Ors, how many Champions Leagues, how many La Ligas, how many different leagues did he win? Like, how many goals, assists led for twenty years, bro? The pro I have a friend. No, I, 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 I know it's. He has a very convincing resume. I have a friend who's Argentinian, diehard, you know, Messi guy. Yeah. He he contends that Maradona is better than Messi. He'll always say that Maradona, Maradona is crazy. Yeah, you sent yeah. me that video. Maradona's. Yeah. I I think Maradona had the discipline Messi had. Yeah. Maradona is just a who's a partier, bro. Maradona. I know. I know. The game's like fucking drunk. Like, <laughs> no, like, but yo, so was so was Lawrence Taylor, right? Like, there are some of these guys. It didn't even matter. They just show up and they show out because the natural athleticism is just like next level. Let's talk social trends or, or pieces of content that that you've seen lately that are kind of on your mind. Um, actually, would you mind if I gave you one? Sure, no, you go ahead. <laughs> I have a couple. I have a couple because, bro, I go down the uh, – I've been going down the TikTok and IG rabbit hole, especially TikTok is bad. But I just want – the first one that I just have to throw out there because it's so, like – it's so wrong, but yet it's so funny, and I feel like it's it, it really kind of captures this weird moment in time is – 
the one of kids videoing um, their their parents, but specifically their mothers. And it's this trend of pretending that one of their mother's like favorite celebrities or entertainers is dead. So they'll be like, Oh yeah, I've seen this. Uh, yeah. Right. They'll be like, John by Jovi dead at 54. And their mother will be like, what? No. And by the way, John Bon Jovi must be older than that. So I never like, you know, just like random Drew Barrymore dead at 52. And it's just like, oh no. Oh my God. And it's so fucked up. It's so wrong, but it's Bro, you can't help yourself but laugh and watch it, right? My sisters both did that at Christmas dinner. Like really. To, and I didn't know about this trend. And I forget who they said. They said someone big, man. They said like uh it was someone Bon Jovi like, but it was like some sort yeah. of singer. And like my dad, myself, and my mom were just like, "Holy shit! How he die? Like he's dead?" They're like, "Oh, like cancer!" Like, bro, we're all like kind of like sitting there, like, "Oh shit!" Everyone like was kind of silent for a couple of minutes, and then my sister was just like, "Oh yeah, we're fucking with you." Like, um, so yeah, I've had that one firsthand. That's funny that you said that. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um. What else? There was another one that I sent you on some like, on some like serious stuff. Um, this is like in complete opposite direction, but it, it's weird. Like you see these videos that are like mindless or that are entertaining, whatever, and then you see one where it like hits you, you know, like in the feels type of thing. And so I sent you this video, and it was a of a guy who was basically um, talking about he was like 40 something years old. He had two young kids and he was saying like every day he wakes up, he goes yeah. to his job Irish early guy. in the morning. Right. Yeah. And like his kids are like, don't leave daddy. Don't leave. And then like, you know what happens? And, and then he gets home. He's got no energy for his wife. He's got no energy for his kids. And he's just like, how much I can't sustain this, you know? And like, man, I felt that. Cause I just, you know, sometimes I feel that same way where I drop off my kids at, you know, at, at school or at early care. And then I run into the city um, and then I get home and I'm like, I get home after they're sleeping or I get home and I'm just dead. And, and, you know, sometimes I'm just thinking to myself, like, this is such a weird world that I live in where I, I spend most of my time with people that I work with and not with my family. And I don't know, just threw me for a little bit of a loop four, there. four hour work week bro four hour work week indeed man for sure what about you anything that you've seen recently something that's interesting that's been popping up on my feed a lot recently is um clips of david goggins you know david goggins yeah yeah the hardest man alive no i just think that like yeah his um his message and in, in some of the clips like from previous joe rogan pods or some of the clips of him working out um yeah he's been someone that's like consistently popping up on my feed and so you know i've been looking more into him and i actually kind of want to read one of his books um i think it's something fire stay hard fire something um but yeah i, I think him and then just that's like the serious side you did see and then to like the lighter side there's this one guy who i'll send you some of his stuff but he does like these videos where it's like oh all the dads with the cookout 
and like he 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 mocks or he's like, oh that one you know teacher who's angry after the the fire bell or like and he, and he just does like these like kind of like takes on situations that are nostalgic for most of us because like that's totally the fucking teacher who's pissed off at all the kids because we're quiet during the fire alarm or whatever and so this yeah. guy like he, he does great takes on like he ends the shift and it's like oh him and the boys talking and he's like oh jim like let's go out let's get laid tonight and jim's like yeah yeah for sure like and then the, like all the plans <laughs> flop like it all happens in the parking lot but he's just like he does great like acting and great entertainment piece um so yeah i i'll get his name for next time but i, I was looking at his page yesterday and uh yeah great it's great bro it's crazy how much talent there is on tiktok like there's so many funny people there's this guy that i was talking to our producer zach about kyle gordon who does only old timey like characters so he does like like the greasers in 1950s and like like he'll do like lady at like a yankees game in the twenty. and it's just so funny but um the what what was that first piece you were saying? The first piece of content because I had something I wanted to Dave, ask you. David Goggins. Oh, Goggins, yeah. So Goggins is an inspiring Great. guy. He's the one that did the book with. Yeah, he's the one that did the book with um, Jesse Itzler. Or yeah. Jesse Itzler wrote the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Living with uh, I, I living with a marine or something like that. That guy is crazy, man. If you like, really go deep dive on, oh, on that yeah. guy like next level just takes your taking your body past places like you would never even think you could yeah he's a crazy inspiring guy he's like i'm pretty sure it's was saying this or someone was where it's like oh yeah uh told me to wake up we woke up he's like do 10 pull-ups he got seven right and then he's like okay now do 20 and he's like yeah i only got seven like i he's like no, that's you're you're fucking wrong. You can do it. He's like you. We're not leaving till you do a hundred. And this guy's there for like six hours, but he did a hundred, and he's feeling big after. Like, yeah, Goggins is. Um, I saw that clip, bro. That clip was amazing. You know, where he was like, about? I can't do yeah, it anymore. Yeah. yeah, and he was just like, uh, "No, you. That's the wrong mindset because you're gonna fucking do it. You're gonna fucking do it." Um, love him. I want a takeaway from your personal life and a takeaway from your professional life. So let's start with takeaway from your personal life. I think a, a, a takeaway from my personal life, just where I'm at right now, is, again, going back to that balance piece, just with being mindful of, A, where my mental health is at, and B, where my physical health is at. I think that my mental health always seems to be in a steady spot whereas my physical health can kind of waver um and so yeah i just think you know getting into a routine a better schedule um which i've done over the past couple weeks in terms of sleep hydration diet um you know healthy dose sun vitamins whatever um that's kind of the biggest takeaway from my personal life not taking anything for granted especially since i haven't been able to eat solid food in about a week which seems like something that should be, you know, standard. Um, but some people probably can't ever, man. So it's just one of those things where like, life is good um, with, with whatever you can get. So that's my personal life. And then professional, um, 
I think it's a, a takeaway for me. And I, I always joke around with my, my dad about this. Um, so like being, you know, home for the, the break and he had a few meetings and, and I had a few meetings and he, he works in HR. Um, but his meetings are like an hour, like, Oh, Susie, like, how are you? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like they, they probably haven't gotten into any meat and bones, like of the work for like the first 45 minutes. So I was going, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, motherfucker, like you, you could have a 15 minute meeting. Like you're, you're wasting so much time. You could probably work like a couple hours a day and get all your shit done, but you just fucking talk. Yeah. And um, so where I'm going with that is a takeaway is being able to develop, continue to develop those relationships in the workplace, but in an efficient manner. Um, because uh-huh. we, again, you know how fast uh, I'm sure we're, we're both in the Vayner ecosystem, everything moves hundred miles an hour. And so being able to continue to grow those relationships in the workplace, but also be efficient and get the tasks done, I think is like something that has been a takeaway from me coming back from this holiday period where everyone's been going slower. Now wrapping things up again, it's mm-hmm. just like, again, being able to be as efficient as possible, but continue to develop those relationships and grow as a team, and build that chemistry. Yeah, that makes sense. Kind of build, it kind of goes into my professional takeaway, but I'll start with the personal one, just being like, coming out of that break where I had that time by myself, all I was thinking was all married people should be given probably one day a week to just be by themselves and like get time away. And so maybe like, you know, uh, couples need to figure out how to do that, but for your health, for your mental health, like it was, it was so good. And I, I honestly feel like I should get at least three of those each quarter. Um, it's, it's crazy. You, you don't realize it until you have that time off of just the constant grind of, of having to be on call for, you know, for your kids and just having all these daily responsibilities. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just, I'm, I'm really trying to, put some focus on finding those times where I could take time for myself to just be able to decompress and, and, and be able to kind of, you know, have that, that solitude or that, that, that quiet in my head. Um, cause I just feel like it's so beneficial. I think mm-hmm. another just quick personal takeaway is coming back is coming back to work, you know, and dropping my kids off and, you know, my youngest, he was not having it like those first couple of days. And, and it's just reminded me of the patience to have, you know, you really learn about patience when you have children and just trying to be empathetic to, to your kids that are just, you know, they're kids. And, you know, I'm like, come on, we got to go. I got to, I got to catch a train. Like, come on. And I'm like getting frustrated and I'm, I'm having a level set and, so it, it really teaches you a lot being a parent, particularly about patience and understanding and 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 trying to just get on the le- same level as somebody else, whether it be your kid or just a person at work. Um, it teaches you a lot in, in that respect. And then as far as professional life, you know, I think it kind of bleeds into it. It's just this thing of it's all about like the relationships. And, you know, I think I realized over the break, like 
I need to check in with people more. I need to, to like talk to them. You know, you're talking about your dad and like breaking bread with their, his employee and right. And, and that's like old school in a lot of ways. Um, and then the new school is about kind of being more efficient, right. And, and trying to just get work done at the same time, you know, relationships are everything. Right. And we've had, um, a, a big emphasis put on people coming back into the office and, and being able to have actually FaceTime instead of doing the, the zoom Google meet stuff. And, and the honest truth is there's a big difference of being like in the same room as somebody and being able to just talk and, and relate to somebody and catch up. Um, and that's, that's something that I think I don't want to take for granted. I think, you know, the other thing is just relinquishing control. You can't control everything, you know, and, and just being able to not, you know, micromanage and delegate and defer to people that you have trust in, I think is a big thing that I've definitely very much wanted to, um, focus on this year. And, and, and if I'm able to do that, then being able to actually focus on the things that, that matter, the meaningful things, the things that move the needle, the, the, the things I'm passionate about as, as opposed to just those daily tasks and daily responsibilities that you're just, you could just be working on those for the rest of your life. Let's hear a bad habit that you are currently working through or you worked through recently. Yeah. So I'm just going to be straight up about this because I've been, I've been grappling with like whether or not I should talk about it, but like, I'm just like, fuck it at the end of the day is so I smoke weed. Okay. Like, um, I, I have pretty much my entire life, you know, it's legal in New York now. Um, which is what a time to be alive, you know? Um, and, and yet it is one of these things that is a bad habit and, and also like, I wouldn't say it's a good habit, but it has its pros and cons, right? I, I believe that I can operate very well when I'm, when I'm on it, but I don't like smoke before I go to work. It's more of like an end of the day type of thing. And obviously it has a lot of downside things, right? I snack. I do a lot of late night snacking because I get the munchies, right? I, um, you know, sometimes it, it makes me a little bit more lethargic, whatever, but like my diet is the thing that it really kind of affects and maybe some of my sleeping patterns and that sort of thing. On the other side, it has like some medicinal properties, you know, and it, it, it always gives me like some perspective sometimes when I'm like in a rut and, and then there's also the times where it gives me really good ideas and it helps me be creative. And so it's this thing I grapple with where it's like, is it something that I do in moderation? Is it something that is, is really bad for me? Or is it something where I know it's not all bad for me? Cause I, I feel it makes me feel good. It makes me like, sometimes it really clears me. I know it doesn't affect everybody the same way, but I've had this love hate relationship with it for my entire life. And my parents, were hippies that went to Woodstock and they, my entire family, like, you know, we smoke. And so now it's this thing where it's like not taboo as much because it's legal, but it's still taboo. The other day I went out to dinner with friends and like 
me and my buddy were again we're almost 40 years old we went outside to the parking lot we smoked a joint and then like some older people came out and i was like oh shit like i was like trying to hide it and i'm like wait a second it's legal but yeah it's this weird thing where i still feel some sort of way about it but but I, I just have such a complicated relationship with it in, in a way, you know, would you, would you say that you have an addictive personality in general? I would say yes. You know, I definitely have my things that like are hard for me to kick and that might be one of them. Um, and look, if it, if I did, if it was all negative, I think it would be potentially easier to to just say fuck it like let me do away with it but there's this whole other side of it where it helps me just come up with creative ideas and it gets my brain thinking in this different way and it gives me this perspective and and that's why i can't like that's why i i'm i'm unwilling to to stop yeah that's where the shower ideas are coming from i got you <laughs> <laughs> I do get some good shower ideas afterwards, but um, yeah. So that's that's probably one that's on my mind. How about you? Um, I would say that a bad habit I talked about last time was the sleep piece, like yeah. not getting enough sleep. And I would say I've actively made um, a massive effort to shift there, and I'm an eight hour a night for the last like three weeks kind of guy and i'm keeping that all 2023 do not call me before a certain time i'm fucking on my health grind bro i'm not gonna you know i, I like miss it. i miss a call from the boss man it'll it'll be because um you know what again health is wealth and so you know i'm kind of that's how i'm starting the year and so yeah no i think that I think the sleep piece is probably still like my worst habit that I'm working through. Um, other than that, yeah, I, I would say um, diet as well to your point, like just making sure yeah. um, eating a, a, a balanced diet. I, I'm like a super big meat eater. So like sometimes I won't even eat like vegetables. So I'll go like a few days with like just eating like, Steak and potato. I guess I'm not considering potatoes a vegetable. I'm more starch, but just like steak and potatoes yeah. or like whatever chicken and rice for lunch. And I just like won't eat any like greens or anything of color. So just like actively think about like, oh shit, I should have some like broccoli or whatever. Um, eating more vegetables. Yeah, food. you got to eat your veggies. Yeah, bro. you can't just be strictly carnivore. Carnivore. I'll say one other thing is that I have these. I have kids, right? And so. Uh, one habit that I'm also trying to fix is like watching what I say around them. Cause man, they're like sponges and they're like, par they parrot every single thing I say. And sometimes I can sometimes I catch myself getting angry or losing my patience and man, it's, it's tough. And then you have to like, be like, wait a second, my kids are seven and four. You know what I mean? Like I'm clearly I'm a big influence on them when I was seven and four, like, what was I like? Yeah, you know, yeah. I was I was a kid, and yeah. so it's like it's one of those constant things to remind myself. I feel like I'm a I'm a kid still myself, and I'm always like it's crazy that I have kids.
the last thing, and then and then we should probably yeah, wrap yeah. this up because we've gone over time. Is um, you know what what is a short term goal that you have, or something that you're looking forward to? Um, you know, in the next whatever weeks, months, year ahead. Yeah. So, a short term goal, obviously. Um, and I think this is both of our answers, but a getting this pot off the ground, um, getting consistent. So that's kind of top of mind. And then other than that, I think that, um, I have a few other short-term goals in mind in terms of like fitness goals. I want to be able to, um, run a four or five again. Um, I want to be able to, um, you know, be back in my target weight um 175 by the way uh 175 yeah that's your target because i've been 175 for my entire life like that i cannot get off that number i'm really? stuck on 175, 175 is like when yeah. i'm like when i was like a lead athlete like i i would go into camp at like 175 and i would drop to 170 after running like 175 is like Damn. my go in i'm strong as fuck and then 170 is like my okay i'm fast now right. um i'm probably like sense. 160 right now honestly maybe 155 um you're also a lot taller than me though yeah i'm skinny i'm skinny, I'm, skinny. I'm, skinny I, I'm a skinny guy um that's me but yeah so sorry and then yeah something up I, I mean bro i'm looking forward to just in the in the short term um the waste management open you know a few of the buddies do a annual trip um are you familiar with the golf tournament i am yeah yes. so um a couple of people got houses in phoenix and um it's a quick flight from edmonton and that whole 16 with the beers flowing and the drinks and the, <laughs> and the arizona sun and the you know beautiful woman that and the, the great dudes and just everyone that the, the, the vibes, the vibes are immaculate. Um, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've got, we've got that scheduled. We do Vegas and then for the weekend before, and then we do Phoenix for the, that, that weekend. And um, the Super Bowl is there that weekend as well. So if oh, the Bills wow. make the Super Bowl, I got a big futures bet. So I'm just looking forward to that, that those couple yeah. weekends um, just to see what plays out. But Got it. That sounds like a debaucherous weekend. You hopefully you get you can uh, you know not get into too much trouble while you're out there, bro. <laughs> I can get, I keep it composed. I keep it composed. Like I said, bro, help this up. Right. I'm I'm in bed at twelve. Well, how about you? My yeah my 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 short term goals are or I guess a lot of things around kind of getting back into good shape, exercise, diet, like the things that a lot of people are, you know, in the new year. Um, you know, I, being more attentive to my wife, um, being more present with my kids. I know these are kind of like things that everybody says, but sometimes I go down that, that rabbit hole on where I'm watching TikToks and my kids are on their iPads and I'm just like, what are we doing here? Like, let's, let's get off the devices and, you know, experience life. Right. Like, so that's, that's definitely a big thing uh, from a professional 
thing, just inspiring the people I work with and doing good work and, and doing work that I care about. Um, and then very much like I'm looking forward to this pod journey that we're about to go on. I'm hoping that it's not going to be a short lived one. Um, because look, the basis of this podcast in a lot of ways is, is developing, right? Personal development, self-improving. And this is our first pod. And did we do a great job? I don't know. But the whole plan is we're going to get better. We're going to do better each time. We're going to see what works. We're going to see what doesn't work, right? We're going to put each other onto things. Hopefully we're going to have a good time, right? Because when it all comes down to it, you know, nothing really matters that much, right? Like what matters is being fulfilled in your life doing shit that you care about being surrounded by the people that you enjoy being around, you know, family, love, all those things. Um, so, you know, I think, I guess just to wrap here, it's like, I want to fucking, I want this podcast to be something that we can do. And like six months from now, or let's, let's take a, make a, a shorter term goal three months from now that we've done a couple of them and we're feeling good about them. six months that we've gotten into a very good rhythm and we're feeling really good a year out from now. I just hope that we're still doing it. That's my, that's my long-term goal. Um, and yeah, I think that's, that's what I would say there. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I think a year out from now, live on Kimmel, it's pretty realistic me and you, but yeah, no, I, uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate all that, and I think, uh, yeah, let's let's wrap there. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Put On Podcast. Follow us on social at 1.37 p.m. and at the Put On Pod. The Put On Podcast is a 1.37 p.m. production.